The Leading Visionaries podcast is brought to you by the Creative Age Consulting Group. Are you the one who thinks differently, who is called to create a significant conscious change in the world, who is seeing and dreaming of a better way for your industry, your community, humanity? Creative Age Consulting Group is hired to guide leading visionaries just like you who want to break through the static in order to clearly express and confidently enroll support for their vision in a way that makes it inevitable that it will come to pass. Your word is your wand, and as the leader, your ability to articulate and communicate your vision is essential to its materialization and monetization. Please enjoy with our compliments a free copy of the book, Be Heard by Millions and Live Your Destiny, which was a number one new release in three categories to get you started. The book is yours by visiting gift.leadingvisionariespodcast.com. Welcome to the Leading Visionaries Podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established leading visionaries. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate and spotlight the leading visionaries who are thinking differently, seeing new possibilities, have the courage to dream big, take inspired action, and create conscious change all around the world. Now, here's your host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Leading Visionaries podcast, where we celebrate the ingenious, insightful, innovative, and inspired leading visionaries of our time and provide our listeners with world-class examples of the kind of courage, clarity, and confidence it takes to bring visions into reality. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our special guest, Alessandro Tronco. When success meets social responsibility, you get Alessandro Tronco, managing partner for a financial services company, founder of Spirit Water, and author of his new book, which came out in August of 2023, The Buddha Who Drove a Bentley, Live Your Most Authentic Life, Find True Happiness, and Have It All. I am so excited that you are here, Alessandro. Welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to have a conversation with you. Beautiful. Well, I want to start our conversation by asking you, when you were a child, did you grow up in an environment that was a Bentley driving environment? Or is that something that mm -hmm. came over time? Yeah. So no, I uh, actually have a very interesting story. I was born in Sicily and I came to United States when I was six years old. And things were things were okay. We were we were doing okay as an immigrant family. And then something really crazy happened. My parents moved back to Sicily when I was 14 years old. And we stayed there for about a year. And then my mother actually shipped myself. I was 15 at the time and my older sister at 16. And we came back to America with no family, no credit card, no cell phone. And this is not an exaggeration. We had $5 to our name. And so I would say that we did not grow up with Bentleys or anything remotely wealthy, that it was actually the, the opposite. Right. So obviously you're a visionary and to have the circumstance of coming here, you know, in your teenage years with $5 with your sister required you to be incredibly resourceful, creative, and visionary. So can you tell us 
a little bit about like what was the journey from landing here kind of untethered from anything other than your own resourcefulness yeah it was hard the journey the journey was really difficult and it was difficult because you know part of me felt abandoned even though i knew it wasn't abandoned but it, it felt like it there was really not a lot of people to talk to about what was happening and the, the journey was very difficult uh, but in life, I think the difficult journeys are at the end, if we do it right, can be the most beautiful journeys. And so I knew as a young boy that my parents had made a lot of sacrifices and I needed to have a vision to change my family's future and future generations to come that I didn't want my parents to make all those sacrifices. I just wanted them to 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 know that there was a bigger purpose. And so as a very young child, I knew that I needed a big vision and I knew I was in the right land in America to be able to do that. Mm, beautiful. I love that. So what is it do you think about this particular country that allowed you to feel that, allowed you to know that you know, this was the place for you to plant your seed. Yeah. yeah. So first of all, there's no perfect country, right? I mean, mm -hmm. a lot of people, you know, especially today, talk bad about America and and it's not perfect. It's never going to be perfect. But I'll tell you, from knowing a lot of people in a lot of different countries, this is still the best country ever because we still have opportunities and our government may not be perfect and our tax system may not be perfect and our politics might not be perfect, but it's better than most. And so we can create jobs here. We can start a business. We can start podcasts. We can really do whatever we want. And compared to other countries, it's not even close. And, you know, Italy is a beautiful place to visit, but most people struggle there. Taxes are high. Politics are super corrupt. There's not a lot of jobs. So even you might have a big vision there, but it's so much harder to accomplish there than here. Mm -hmm. And so America is still the land where dreams can come true. It's not easy and it's not perfect, uh, but it's not, even, it's not even a comparison to most other countries. And, you know, I know that firsthand. Yeah, beautiful. So let's talk about, you knew you needed a vision. What were some of the things that you know now you might not have known then to do the thing but you did the thing and now you know that that was the thing that helped you to get the vision were there certain things that you did to source the vision for yourself yeah there was a lot of things i i read probably every book under the sun on success and human behavior when podcasts came out I, I listened to almost every podcast out there i would buy programs by anthony robbins and, and, and others like zig ziglar to say how am i going to accomplish what i need to accomplish and so i took a lot of resources that are out there and most of them are for free because you can go to the library and you can and you can take out a book that's pretty free most podcasts these days are free so the knowledge is there so i knew that i needed knowledge and i also knew that i needed work ethic that the knowledge without implementation wasn't going to serve me well and so i took that knowledge i implemented it in my career and I started to seeing results. And so, you know, my original vision, frankly, was not to be poor. 
that was my original vision. It wasn't complicated. I was like, I just don't want to be poor. I'd experienced that and it was really painful. And then as I evolved as a, as a person, my vision got much more clear. My vision got much more positive. And now it includes like impacting a lot of other people. And so there's so many resources out there for us to live an amazing life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most of us don't take advantage of those. Right. So let's talk a little bit about the poor to prosperous, kind of that poor to prosperous arch, mm. the journey. For a lot of people who are in poverty, the biggest part of the poverty is their use of their time. From what I've seen and witnessed and found is mm. that they are filling their time with trying to get out of poverty, you know, maybe multiple jobs, right? So can we talk about what were some of the things that you knew you needed to actually make time for, even when you were in the impoverished condition? Yeah. And and first, I think what's important about this is that like you really need to feel what it feels like to not have money. And you have to feel it deeply. And I think most people do. And I felt it. You know, I felt when my mom would go to the grocery store and she would pay with food stamps. And I got to tell you, I was very embarrassed. Back then, it wasn't a credit card. It was like monopoly money. And I'm embarrassed even to say this, but when she would begin to pay, I would literally run away because I didn't want anybody to see us. And so I felt that and I felt that deeply and it really it really hurt from a lot of different perspectives. And so how do you spend your time like getting out of poverty? Well, first I think you need to find something that you might be good at. And I do believe that everybody has a gift. Everybody has as a talent. We just have to find what that is. And and then you you need to get a job. And that job might not be a great job. You know, when I started in the financial services industry, it was zero compensation. It was all based on commission. And people thought I was crazy, but I wasn't getting paid. And for the first few years, I didn't get paid very much, but I was building great habits. So you might have to take a job that necessarily you might not love or doesn't pay you a lot. But then you have to sacrifice and maybe save a little bit of money and maybe start a business somehow. Maybe start a business that doesn't require a lot of capital. You know, I met this amazing individual a few months ago in Chicago. I took a cab from O'Hare and I started talking to this guy who's from Ghana. And I said, and I said, how's the taxi business? And he said, it's really great. And I said, "Um, you know, how much do they pay you? And he said, well, I, I own my own taxi. And I said, well, I said, well, how did you do that? He said, well, the, the medallion was 50000 and this van was 60000 mm-hmm. So here's this immigrant spent $110,000 on this cab. I said, how did you do it? And he said, I sacrificed the first five years in this country, and I saved almost every dollar I made, and then I could buy this cab. And now I own my own business, and business is really good. And so it is possible. I, I, I'm not saying it's easy. These are struggles that we must go through but it is possible. And when I meet people like that, I just feel so blessed that I was able to have this conversation. And it gives me hope for, you know, this country is still an, an amazing country. And so start some sort of business and you could start small. You don't need millions of dollars to necessarily start a business. Yeah, beautiful. I love that. Well, you know, one of the the things that I work with when I'm I'm working with my own clients 
who are leading visionaries is this idea of sacrifice. And I think a lot of people, they frame sacrifice as something that you do that causes you to suffer. And for me and how I work with my clients, I talk about sacrifice as you're making sacred. So the dream of starting his own business and having the medallion and having the van was more sacred than other uses of that money or that time. And so that for me is is how I hold and frame the idea of sacrifice. And mm. I think that's a helpful, a, a more helpful frame than having people go around with the belief that if you want to do this thing, it's going to be painful and it's going to, you know, yes, there might be struggles, there might be moments of challenge, but it doesn't have to be a painful thing. It can be more of a devotion to yeah, the dream. Really well said. And there is a lot of joy in sacrifice. It's hard to see that when you're going through it. But some of my fondest moments of my life are really those sacrifices in the early years as being an, an advisor in, in the struggles. And and I, I always tell people, like, enjoy the struggle, enjoy the sacrifice. So that's number one. Number two, uh, a lot of people have to sacrifice things that don't mean anything, like watching TV like scrolling on social media, like watching three football games on a Sunday. I always tell people, if you took the time that we're wasting, and I'm not saying never watch TV or, or don't enjoy some moments, but instead of doing 10 hours a week, what if you did three hours a week and you took that seven hours? Now with the internet, you could learn to program. You could learn to make an invention. You could learn so many things. If you spent you know, 10 hours a week learning, you know, 500 hours a year, you could be pretty good at almost anything. Mm. So most of the sacrifices, frankly, are are things that don't serve us very well. Yeah. And there's so much great stuff on the internet that's free. And so it's a different perspective. Like we're wasting a lot of time. Sacrifice, like people say, I don't have time. There's so much time if you have your priorities straight. Mm. And really what this conversation is about, what is your vision? Mm. And what do you want to accomplish mm. personally, professionally, financially? Uh, not many people can answer that question. Yeah. If you ask them, like, what's your vision for your life? Most people will struggle with that. Yeah, beautiful. Well, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the vision that you had to write this book. But right now, listeners, are you a leading visionary or in the role of leading other visionaries? Consider joining our community and sharing your feedback and takeaways from each episode. We invite you to join us and support this podcast by making a donation at leadingvisionariespodcast.com. Interested in finding out more about how you can receive support for getting your vision out of the air and onto the ground? You can apply for a complimentary consultation with me or a member of my team by clicking the Connect with Angel button on the website. Be sure to share this show in your own spirals of influence with the people who you think might benefit from our content. I want to say a huge thank you to all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We are now downloading in 10 different countries and welcoming thousands of downloads from all over the world. I want to shout out this week to our listeners. We might as well shout out to our listeners 
to be in Sicily. No, I don't have Sicily on the map yet, but there are going to be listeners to be in Sicily and to our listeners in Ireland, which is on the map. And we will be right back with Alessandro Tronco. The Leading Visionaries podcast is brought to you by the Creative Age Consulting Group. Are you the one who thinks differently, who is called to create a significant conscious change in the world, who is seeing and dreaming of a better way for your industry, your community, humanity? Creative Age Consulting Group is hired to guide leading visionaries just like you who want to break through the static in order to clearly express and confidently enroll support for their vision in a way that makes it inevitable that it will come to pass. Your word is your wand, and as the leader, your ability to articulate and communicate your vision is essential to its materialization and monetization. Please enjoy with our compliments a free copy of the book, Be Heard by Millions and Live Your Destiny, which was a number one new release in three categories to get you started. The book is yours by visiting gift.leadingvisionariespodcast.com. And we are back with Alessandro Tronco. You can find out more about him and his new book, The Buddha Who Drove a Bentley, at thebuddahodroveabentley.com. And we will have that for you in the show notes. So, Alessandro, why don't we fast forward here? We talked on the front half of the show about, you know, you knew you needed a vision. You knew you needed to make some sacrifices in order to have your vision come into reality. Your initial vision is just don't let me be poor, which, you know, we've got to start somewhere. You talked right before we went to the break, how many people, if you ask them, what's your vision, they don't know how to answer that. So let's talk about how you got the vision for this book. Yeah. And so I had all the things that money could buy. And from the outside looking in, people would have said I had a great life. And and for the most part, I did. But I woke up one day lost, confused, and and I felt like I was missing something. There was was something more. And, you know, I had this crazy experience in in the jungles of Costa Rica. and, And, you know, God sort of downloaded this message to me about You know, if you own all the things in life, but you lose sight of who you are, if you lose your soul along the way, you're always going to feel empty inside. And no matter how much you accumulate, you will never be fulfilled. And and that was me. And so, you know, this this book is is a fable, but very quickly, if you know me, you'll know this book is, is about my life. And it basically walks you through 15 lessons that if you want to have it all, it has to be more than money. Because most people will end up empty if all you're doing is chasing money. And, and frankly, I did that for a long time. And I lost sight of, of family. I lost sight of, of love. I lost sight of, you know, being outdoors. I just lost sight of a lot of things. And so these 15 lessons that the main character goes through, Vincent, really outlines this, that you don't have to choose between like really being fulfilled and being a really good person and money that you can have both. And that that's the title of the Buddha who drove a Bentley because you can have both. And I think, you know, God wants us to be abundant. No one wants us to struggle and we can do that. And so this, this book uh, walks you through a story of, of suffering and then forgiveness and, and, and mortality and things that are really hard to execute. 
But, you know, the, the feedback so far has been pretty amazing. The first week out, it was a number one ebook on Wall Street Journal. So that was pretty incredible. Let me, let me ring thank my bell you. for you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And it, it's and I've gotten so many messages like, hey, I'm glad you shared that story because I feel that. And I've done this and, and, and especially the part on forgiveness mm-hmm. and forgiveness is one of my favorite chapters. And it was a hard chapter to write and, you know, forgiving others is easier than forgiving yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and that was hard. And then love, like love is easy when people are easy to love, but love is really hard when some people are hard to love. Mm-hmm. And so this book just kind of brings you to this uh, journey through a story that's got a kind of a twist ending because Vincent has a decision to make at the end of like his 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 journey about what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. And it, it's resonating. And, and But the main part is if you just chase money and if your vision doesn't have your family in it and it doesn't have you being abundant to others and, and giving back and forgiveness and love that most people will end up on their deathbed really regretful mm. of the life they lived. And and, I, and frankly, I was headed that way. Mm. And my life has changed so beautifully in the last year, writing this book and actually living the lessons that most days are not easy. Mm. Right. Well, you know, I think that it's super important to bring this in for leading visionaries, the people who are, are you know, having a vision or the people who are leading other people who are visionary, that it's got to be holistic. You you can't, I mean, I've lived through this storyline as well. Others, my clients, I've had many clients who've lived through this storyline where we get, especially when you get a big vision, when you get a big vision, sometimes it feels like so potent and you become so narrow focused on that vision that you do lose sight of all of the other things that are important, the love, the family, the well-being, the physical well-being, the nature. And so it is, I think, for many leading visionaries, it's one of those slippery places where we do want to be fully devoted to the vision and bringing it into reality and simultaneously be mindful about the impact that it's creating, not only the impact of the vision, but the impact of you being the visionary is creating on other areas of your life. So talk a little bit, if you would, about what happened to bring this kind of download to you when you were in Costa Rica. Yeah, I just knew there was more. I I just knew there was more to life. Mm -hmm. And I felt that I felt empty, you know, another expensive watch didn't fill the void. Another mm-hmm. expensive vacation didn't fill. I just felt empty. Mm-hmm. And frankly, I just needed to be in the outdoors, mm-hmm. kind of in a natural environment without technology, without without TV, without interruptions, and, and really just, just listen and pray and meditate and breathe. You know, you and I did a quick breathing exercise before we started. Like we've even forgotten how to breathe in this world. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, being out there with the, with the stars and and just the magic of the wilderness and just being disconnected, God started to download to me like these are the things that are important and you're and you've lost sight of them. Mm-hmm. 
And so, you know, ever since then, like I spend so much time outdoors. I spend so much time meditating and breathing. I watch virtually no TV. Mm. And it's, again, I have so much time on my hands. I have a, I have a full-time career as a managing partner. I wrote a book. We started a, a water company mm. in the meantime. So people ask me like, oh, how do you do all that stuff? Mm. And I'm like, well, I, I don't watch TV. And so I have so many hours in a day. Mm. to do all these things. Mm. And it's really has been beautiful. And it's really sad to see, especially, you know, couples in their 40s or 50s, like they drift apart and they get divorced. And then one of the spouses says, well, I did it all for you. Like I worked all those hours for you and our family. And what good is that at the end of the day, if if we can't maintain relationships with our kids and our spouses and significant others? Mm. And so it is time to change. I think it's time to change this world that we live in. Mm. Uh, you know, if you're into statistics, like every statistic is bad. You know, marriages at all time high divorces. We take more medicines in this in this country than the rest of the world, I think, combined. Mm. Like people are getting sicker and sicker. Mm. And it's like it's time to change or we're really going to regret it. 10, 20, 30 years from now. Mm -hmm. And so that's my journey. That, that is that is my journey to try to change the world. And it can't be done alone. Mm -hmm. And that's why we need people like you to be able to, to communicate the message to others. And But I do have a lot of hope. Mm -hmm. I do have hope that people are ready for a change. And, yeah. and, and I think it's time. Beautiful. I love it. One of my favorite things to say, too, is don't be seduced by the culture of busy. So in the last couple of minutes that we have, can you talk a little bit about this other vision that you brought into reality, founder of Spirit Water? What is that all about? So uh, part of my discovery with, with, with God was, why am I drinking alcohol? I couldn't answer that question. There was no good reason. It's a poison. I've never made a good decision after drinking alcohol. And so I stopped drinking. Mm -hmm. And I have three daughters are in college, one just graduated. And we got together one day and my daughters were like that. A lot of people are going to these bars that are they're opening up without alcohol. And, you know, I said, well, let's start a water company, but let's do it different. Let's start a water company called Spirit Water, because I do think words matter. And in aluminum cans, because plastic is not recyclable. Hmm. And so it's got a little liner on the inside of the aluminum can, so it doesn't touch the aluminum, but it's fully recyclable and it's got a twist top. And so you can reuse it if, if you want to, if you have some good water sources, but life is water. Like we just need to drink water. But again, through the last hundred years, we've created all these other things to supplement water. And people are like, you're crazy. Like starting a water company is one of the hardest things in the world you can do. Yeah. And, I, and I realize that, but that's okay. We're having fun doing it as a family. It's going really, really well. The feedback has been pretty, pretty incredible. And like water, like drink, you want to feel better? Drink more water. Mm. And it does matter where the water comes from. It does matter how it's filtered. It does mm. matter if it's been sitting in plastic for six months before it got to you. And so be careful about where you drink your water because it, there's a lot of toxins in it. So ours comes from a rainforest in uh, Northern Georgia. It's all made in the United States of America. It costs a lot more to do it that way, but I believe in this country and I believe if I'm gonna start something. I want everything to be right here where we live. 
And so that was the crazy vision there. It's like, well, let's start a water company. I know zero about water companies. <laughs> but you do know about how to bring vision into reality, Alessandro. So, well, I am so grateful that you arrived here. We share a lot in common. I stopped watching TV in 2001. I also spend a lot of time in nature. I also believe that water is life. We have many, many things in common. And I, I sacrificed meaning made sacred what I'm creating. I made sacred what I'm creating rather than what I'm consuming. Mm. So what a I beautiful, what a beautiful interview. Thank you so much for being with me today. And listeners, we love feedback. Please let us know what you think of today's episode by joining our community, sharing your takeaways, asking questions, or submitting guest suggestions. You can weave your visionary thread into our fabric by opting in on our website at leadingvisionariespodcast.com or by interacting with us on social. Look for the handle at Leading Visionaries Podcast on all the major platforms. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your eyes, ears, and hearts open. And remember, you are here to create conscious change. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Leading Visionaries on Apple Podcasts and share with other people you know who can benefit from today's episode. Leading Visionaries is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leading visionaries who are called to create conscious change and know that now is the best time to welcome wealth and cultivate a web of collaborative support to bring their vision to life. We invite your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of new episodes at leadingvisionariespodcast.com.